Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 16th episode of Big Slumpy. I'm your host, Scott Morgan, joined by Josh and Trevor. And today we got a little bit of a special episode. Uh, usually we, we like to go through all sports, but today with NBA being back yesterday and really kind of starting off today with all teams playing, we decided to do a little bit of an NBA special. So we're going to briefly go through NFL, baseball, and hockey right now, and then we'll, we'll dive deeper into the NBA. Are you guys ready? Feeling good? Let's go, yes. Scott. All righty. So, Trevor, let's start off with NFL and Thursday Night Football. The Chargers won in overtime versus the Raiders. Herbert looked pretty good. He got that game-winning carry at the end as well. And then the story on the Raiders' sideline was that Derek Carr went out with a hamstring injury, I believe, maybe a groin injury. Um, And then Mariota, in his replacement, looked pretty good himself. 17 for 28, 226 yards, a touchdown, one interception. He had nine carries for 88 yards, quite a bit, and then a touchdown running as well. Um... Well, your takeaway is the two former Oregon Duff quarterbacks faced off here, something we didn't really expect. I thought Mariota looked really good, and I, I think both these teams, their defenses played pretty poorly this whole game. But I had the over, which so I wasn't like complaining about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, you just kind of feel bad for Derek Carr. I mean, he's got a groin injury. It seems like he's going to be out for probably the rest of the year, I would think. Uh, and yeah, I don't think both these, either of these teams are going to the playoffs. So, I mean, the Chargers basically killed the Raiders and it really sucks for Derek Carr, but yeah, not a lot of defense. And it's cool to see Mariota get back into the game and get a little bit of Mariota at the end of the year. So that'll, that'll be cool. Yeah. I, I do want to mention Waller had nine receptions, 150 yards and touchdown. So even without Carr, he's still putting up big numbers despite the quarterback. Um, next game we got Bills dominating the Broncos 48 to 19. I feel like they did what we expected them to do, and they looked – Saturday football. Saturday, you're right, Saturday football. Um, Diggs had a big game, 11 receptions, 147 yards, and I believe with this win, Bills clinched the AFC East, is it? North? East? I'm not sure. It is the AFC East. East, yeah. Okay. Any other comments on this one or next game? Uh, Yeah, I mean, just, you know, Bills look really good. (laughs) What else is there to say, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Josh Allen continues to be good. I love it when they let him pass the ball because him and Diggs just – it's crazy what he does for that team. And I was surprised that the Denver defense kind of rolled over this game. I mean, they didn't look good at all like they had all season. So, yeah, those are my takeaways. Yeah, I think the Diggs addition is a huge one for the the Buffalo Bills. And it came at a time where Josh Allen was kind of needing to take another big leap, and he has. And he's elevated the rest of the team. And yep. their offense scoring 48 points against the Broncos is pretty pretty damn good. Um, yeah. And Diggs, again, having another great game. Packers on Saturday night, they beat the Panthers 24-16. to 16. Packers have had a little bit of a theme this year of going up big and then scoring like three <clears throat> points or seven points only in the second half and just kind of coasting. Um, but, yeah, they only scored three in the second half here. Carolina scored 13 to make this a lot closer. Uh, game ended 24-16. to 16. Trevor, you're a Packer fan. Tell me your thoughts. I don't know. This game was weird because, like, I was never truly worried they were going to lose this game, but the offense obviously just took a steep dive off a cliff after halftime. And, you know, 21-3 to is a big lead, but I certainly wasn't comfortable with that with the way, you know, our defense can play this year. Uh, but, you know, th- this was a take-care-of-business game. I mean, Carolina, they – it was, you know, it was a one-score game at the end, but they had that field goal, obviously, on first down, which I also thought was a bit weird. Like, they're driving, like, go for the touchdown. Like, the Packers' defense isn't that good. Like, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they won. I hope they play a lot better next week. Just, yeah, the offense the offense looked terrible in the second half, but I, I assume that's not going to be a consistent trend. And I'm happy they won because they keep that number one seed. So, Carolina, you know, 4-10. and 10. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not much and to then, say about them. Yeah. 
then the next game I got is Bears beating the Vikings in the NFC North matchup there, 33-27. to Montgomery looked really good, 32 carries, 146 yards, and two touchdowns. And then Justin Jefferson, eight receptions, 104 yards. I think he's probably going to be rookie of the year. I think he's already over 1,000-something receiving yards. I think he broke Randy Moss's receiving uh, records in Minnesota, which to compare him to that guy already is pretty impressive. But Bears get a win. Vikings came back a little bit, but good win for Mitch. Bears, I really think their O-line's been playing better, and that's why Montgomery's been able to run. Their offense has looked a lot better. But what were, what were your thoughts on this one? You know, I mean, Bears are still in the playoff run race, right? I mean, being the Vikings is pretty huge because that puts the Vikings at 6-8. and eight. Bears are now 7-7. Seven seven. Uh, Mitch is playing well. The running game's obviously doing great things for them. But I, I was really surprised that this was – this is the score we got out of a Bears Vikings game, like, you know, 60 total points. I was surprised the Bears defense, you know, after really locking down the Vikings in that first matchup, it, it seems like, you know, the Vikings were able to do a lot of what they wanted, at least running the ball, passing the ball at the end of the game. Uh, you know, I will say Kirk Cousins didn't look that great at the start, but at, at, after half, you know, he, obviously some adjustments were made. So uh, it keeps the Bears in the playoff race. They're doing what I've been saying that they need to do all year, put Mitch in, lower those passing attempts, and give David the ball and start running the ball like they're supposed to. I mean, this is what this is Bears football. Play good defense, run the ball. Of course, they're missing the defense part right now, which I'm sure they can figure out. No, but you're right. Their offense is looking really good. And with Montgomery running well in the O-line protecting Mitch, it's the offense looks great. I mean, 30, what is it, 33 points is not a bad score against the Vikings. Um, just one other note on the Bears game. Roquan Smith right now is not on, an all-pro. He got snubbed, I believe. I think pro he's, bowler. Yeah, pro bowler. What did I say? All pro. I think they're technically two different things, but I'm not sure when those come out. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Pro bowler. Um, Kind of upsetting that he didn't make it because I think he's like second in the league in tackles. And like for middle linebackers, he's like first or pretty high in sacks and tackles for losses and probably should be in it. Um, So he got pretty bad snub. But then again, they don't play the pro bowl this year. So I'm not like too disappointed. I just think he should deserve the award. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, moving on. Bucks. They come back from down 7-24 to to beat the Falcons 31-27. to Kind of reminding me of, you know, I think in every one of when Brady was in the Super Bowl against the Falcons and was down, I think, what, 3-28 to and came back. So they did it again. Uh, Brady had two touchdowns, 390 yards, and then Ridley on the Falcons side kept them in it with 10 receptions, 163 yards, and one touchdown. Trevor, what do you think? Uh, like, how do the Falcons lose this game? I, I get, like, the, the – Falcons defense could not stop Tom Brady after half. I think it was five straight scoring drives uh, that they had after half. So, yeah, that, that's – I don't know. Like, at this point, it's expected that the Falcons lose these games. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing. But, I mean, they probably have – they they don't show shame anymore because it's like we, we know what's going to happen. Like, Falcons fans know Twitter no longer melts down when the Falcons blow a lead because it's kind of like a tired joke. But, like, it's not even a joke. Like, it's reality. Like – there's something seriously wrong with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and I don't know, maybe they just need to get rid of every player they have on the roster and like make a new team in Atlanta. Like it's just bad. Like, and Matt Ryan continues to be very sackable and you know, obviously Tampa Bay's defensive line is really good. So that helps, but it's just, I don't know. Like, yeah, Tom Brady, their, their win percentage Falcons. I mean, starts this year is, is terrible. Like there's been several games where they've had, I think four to, I think four games this year they've had, a 95% win percentage, and they blew four of them. Like, yeah. that's wild. Um, 
All right, but let's go to Cowboys 49ers. I just had the fact that the Cowboys won 41 to 33. Neither of these teams have playoff implications. Um, super high scoring game, which kind of makes me worry about both Cowboys defense and 49ers defense, uh, which we were already worried about the Cowboys defense. And the 49ers are pretty banged up defensively, so not too much of a shock there. But yeah, any, any words on Cowboys Niners? Yeah, I mean, the score doesn't really show how this game went. This was a really weird game. I This was one of the games I was watching. Like, there were two – I think the 49ers fumbled twice on their first two drives, so the Cowboys got two quick scores off of that. And then the 49ers offense kind of came back from that. And it was weird. At the end of the game, they had a Hail Mary at, like, zero seconds, even though they were down two scores. So it actually pulled them within oh, yeah. uh, one score. Uh, it, yeah, it was just a weird game. Like the Cowboys, they I mean they, they pretty much the, dominated all day. They had the onside kick recovery too. Like it was it was wild. Yeah, it was a weird end to a game. I mean the 49ers, they they really fought for that over, which you know I was didn't bet on it, but you know I love when teams score points. So I don't know. Like Cowboys are still in the playoff race with this game, it's, so that's something to watch. If the with the NFC East, is it if the football team wins? So, yeah, the football team right now controls their destiny, I think. Yeah. And they need to win out to get in the playoffs. Obviously, the – I'm not sure if the Giants – no, the football team needs to win out because the Giants lost. Uh, so, there's, if they win out, yeah. they're good. The Giants need to win, I think, at least one game in the Washington football team to lose out. And then for the Cowboys to get in, they need the Giants to lose one, the football team to lose – the rest of their games. Okay, so uh, to me, it's really a, a race between the football team and the Giants. Cowboys yeah. need to have, like, the perfect scenario of winning out. They need to win out, that, yeah. And I think the Eagles are just kind of out of it at this point. God, I wish they well, never I wish they never changed their name. I want to be in the football so, team forever. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles are 4-9-1. and one. They do have that tie, but I don't think six wins is going to get them in. <laughs> I think – God, 6-9-1. Can it get them in? I mean – Is that a playoff record? My God. And it's Mike? funny because in the AFC, oh. there's like some teams like the Browns and who are like could finish eleven and five or like really well, and they might not make the playoffs. And then we're gonna have like a six and nine team or a seven nice nine team. It's gonna be bad. Um, I think I think if the football team loses out and like the Eagles beat them and they end up having a better record because uh, of that tie, they might be able to get in. But Okay, let's let's not let's not let's move focus on. on the <laughs> NFC East here. Um, Josh, I'll let you touch on the Titans here. So Titans offense goes off. They they beat the Lions forty six to twenty five, and your man Tannehill had a great game. What are your thoughts? That's quarterback in the league, not even close. Honestly, though, like looking at his stats since he's been a starter week seven, I think last year, he's third in the league in passing touchdowns and second in the league in total touchdowns. So passing and rushing. The things um, you love to hear, Scott. Maybe receiving too. So, like, you could talk about, like, oh, you know, he's, he's a good quarterback. He's a win. Like, and the main thing is he's winning games. Like, he's been a very productive winner since taking over from Mariota last year. But statistically, he's been unreal. I mean, this game he went 21 for 27, which is really efficient, 273 yards and three touchdowns. And this is all while you have Derrick Henry running the ball for 150 yards and a touchdown. Like, It's a winning formula. I'll tell you that much. I, I think that Tannehill sometimes goes under-noticed when you have Henry and everyone else firing on all cylinders, but he's, he's with A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Johnny Smith, like he's been passing the ball really well this year. Um, that's all I really want to note in this one. Lions lose. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., big game, 10 receptions, 112 yards, and a touchdown. But other than that, 
Trevor, anything or next game? Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, Lions, Matt Stafford, like, really tries hard. I mean, that's something, I mean, anytime I watch a Lions game, you know, like, he's trying to win. Like, sometimes you watch a team that's really bad, and, you know, they just kind of roll over, you know, like the Jaguars or the Jets. Oh, we'll get to the Jets later. Uh, but Matt Stafford, like, he, he, he just tries so hard, and it just doesn't ever go his way. Like, I mean, 46 to 25, not a good game for the Lions, but, he, I mean, this game, it, it like in the first half, it really felt like the Lions were trying to be feisty. Like it's just, it's just not enough. Like obviously they're going to have a coaching change and that'll be an interesting story to follow. Cause obviously Matt Stafford, like what's going to happen with him. So that's my takeaway. He tried really hard. <laughs> and then the next game I got is a uh, Colts holding off the Texans 27 to 20. Uh, Watson went 33 for 41, 373 yards and two touchdowns. Um, 11 of his passes went to David Johnson who had 106 yards receiving. And then on the Colts side of the ball, Jonathan Taylor had a pretty good game. 16 rushes, 83 yards, and one touchdown. Um, I'm not sure I was able to see this game. But, yeah, what, what did you think of this one? The Colts are getting into a bit of, the, of a groove. They're, being, they're running the ball really well right now. With I mean, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor is really good. Naheem Himes is a nice alternative, like kind of running back. You know, he can catch some passes and get out on the edge. And Phillip Rivers is playing pretty well for his age, obviously. Um, but yeah, this was a pretty close game. I, 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 you know, I expected the Colts to win this one, but I also kind of expected the Texans would play in pretty well, even after that blowout against the Bears, just because of how they played them the week before. So uh, Deshaun Watson continues to, he's, he's doing the Matt Stafford thing. He's trying really hard um, and they almost actually won this game. And that would, you know, they're four and 10 though. Deshaun Watson, I feel bad for him, but this is how their season's going to go. And the Colts, another good win. There are 10 wins now. I mean, they're, they're looking pretty good. They have a nice groove. Yep. And then the next game I got is Miami. They, they beat the Patriots 22-12, to 12, which put the playoffs hopes for the Patriots out of sight. They are not going to make the playoffs for, I believe, the first time since 2008, which is unreal. Um, Ahmed, the running back for the Dolphins, had 23 carries, 122 yards, and then one touchdown. And then Jacoby Myers for the Patriots, seven receptions, 111 yards. Um, my only thought about this is not really like what is going to happen for Miami or Patriots this year. Patriots year is kind of over now, but what do you think about the Patriots next year? Are they going to stick with Cam? I mean, we've seen him. We, we've seen his throw mechanics just don't look the same. He, he's throwing low a lot of times. Like you, once you said that to me and I started watching the Patriots a little bit more, a lot of throws are players feet and it just doesn't look smooth coming out of his arm. It looks like it's very like a painful motion. I don't know. But what do you think about this one? I don't know because like the argument used to be like cam's always hurt obviously he had shoulder issues he's had foot issues like i just i don't know i like i think cam like at this point either just needs to like be a backup and sit somewhere and come in because i think cam could still come in and win a game like he's he's won six games this year you know like <laughs> but i just i just don't I, he doesn't look like a starter i understand he doesn't have talent around him in new england like you know obviously the chiefs offense or like the packers offense or uh, you know, the Titans, if you put them in those offenses, like there's more there for him to work with. Like the Patriots have who, you know, Jacoby Myers has been pretty good, but like, other than that, you know, Edelman, I think has been out. Yeah. It's just... and, and even if Jacoby Myers has been good, if you look at like their receiving stats last year, all yeah. his receivers are like, you know, Jacoby Myers, Edelman's been out. Um, Nikhil Harry, it's all guys that maybe have had like 20 catches a season before. Yep. Now you're expecting them to get like 70. It's, exactly. it's a big jump, and it's something to work with. But, yeah, you really don't – and also, like, defensively, I think they had eight guys opt out. So, 
you know, they're not doing as well defensively, which is not helping Cam or taking pressure off him. Yeah. I do, I do want to say one other thing. There, when you're a team that's been beaten down, you know, like the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills have been in the Patriots division for, you know, decades now, over and over and over again, when you finally come over that hump and like the Dolphins have done – and you can put away that team and get them out of the playoffs for the first time in forever. That is a great feeling. Like, you know, Dolphins fans were probably watching this game. Like, yeah, the Patriots are bad, but they Dolphins fans were probably in on this game. Like, you know, this was one of the biggest games of the year for them. And I mean, there's no feeling like, you know, (laughs) cutting your, that team that's been kind of like your, you know, your big brother, your, Mm -hmm. your like, He's just beaten on you the whole time. And... For the Bills, too, winning the AFC. Yeah. Like, is this their first time winning since the, the what is it, Jim Kelly days, the 90s? Probably. I mean, That's... the Patriots, I think, I don't think have ever lost it. In the, in the 2000s. The time Tom yeah. been there, so. That's wild. Um, all right. And then let's go to Seattle versus Washington. So the football team lost 20 to 15. Uh, I really think Seattle's playing pretty bad. Like, I know they've. They lost to the Giants the other week. They play the football team, which should be a win, and they only win 20 to 15. Haskins was the quarterback. He went 38 for 55, 295 yards and touchdown. Logan Thomas, 13 receptions, 101 yards. Um, it's not a great performance from Russ or Chris Carson or the, the Seattle offense, only scoring 20 points. Pretty stout performance by Washington and keeping them in them. But yeah, any takeaways? Yeah, I, I don't think Washington's playing very well at all right now, but you know. They did what they needed to do, and Washington's defense is really good, so I'm not surprised that they were able to play Russell Wilson really well. I mean, they probably looked at what the Giants did and kind of just replicated that. But, yeah, the Seattle's really slowed down in recent weeks, and I just – I don't know. I don't know what to expect from Seattle because they are playing some good defenses, but they're also just not playing well on offense. So, it's just – it's – it's going to be interesting come playoff time because yep. they just they kind of look soft right now. They look very vulnerable, but they still got Russell Wilson. They got DK Metcalf. Um, they're running games I'd, getting I'd, better. I would just worry about Seattle in the playoffs right now because consistency is so big in the NFL that like performing great week in week out is big. Um, and right now, you like their offense has the weapons, and we've seen the explosiveness this year. And their defense should be good enough to stop teams, but. If their offense has dropped some goose eggs some days, so depending on the defense they're going against, I, I would worry against about them. Um, ready to move yeah. on to Ravens Jags? Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, Washington obviously they need to win out and to get in the playoffs, uh, pretty yeah. much, unless the rest of the NFC East that would have been out, a so. big win for Washington right there. I that th- might have put them yeah well in front of the other uh, division leaders, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so Ravens beat the Jags 40-14, to 14, kind of just bully them, put them away. Um, Lamar, 17 for 22, 243 yards and three touchdowns. Pretty good performance from him. But, I mean, I have nothing really to say. The Ravens should beat the Jags, and beating them by 26 points is pretty decidingly. So, any words, or should we move on to the Jets? Just that, you know, the Jaguars, they're a little feisty for a while. And, uh, you know, now, now they're uh, – yeah, I think they're just giving up. I think they're – settling for that number one overall pick which we'll, again we'll get to later mm-hmm. uh but you know I, Gardner Minshew was fun and uh the Jaguars I mean James Robinson he's he's really good he didn't have a good game against the Ravens but I think he's still really good so he's something Jaguars fans can look forward to um they'll probably trade him away yeah I just I don't know the Jaguars are bad they rolled over they're, they're not feisty I think they've they're giving up uh so 
you know, I mean, what is Baltimore this, did what they needed to do. <laughs> is this 12 or 13 straight losses for the Jags? I mean, it's 13. Um, ever since week one, which is still wild to think they won one. <laughs> yeah, they started 1-0. Yeah, against the Colts, too, a good team. That, that still blows my mind. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the other team that you mentioned, the Jets. So they finally won a game, and a lot of Jets fans – why yeah and, and it's like is it the worst win in nfl history because you know obviously you take wins when you can and it's such a big deal but now they lose the the odds for the number one pick they can still get it let's not be wrong here they can still win it um jags though are favored with 74.2 percent chance and i believe the jets are 25.6 percent now um i don't get why they have the same record but why are the jags now so much higher I believe it's a strength of schedule that they get the tiebreaker since they have the same record and they don't play each other. So that, that's really the only thing that differentiates the two. So does, is it the team that has the worst strength of schedule gets the higher pick because their record no. sucks? No. So if our – ooh. That would make sense. Right, because they lose more. Yeah. Or maybe it's, it, it's either that or, let's see, the Jets beat the Rams and the Jaguars beat the Colts. So I guess maybe if they rank one team over the other – God, I don't know. I, I think it's worth strength of schedule because then if you lose more games. Yeah, because if you lose to crap teams, then you probably deserve the number one team versus if you're playing all playoff teams and you go, you know. Yes, so that, that makes sense then. Yeah, okay. so we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with it. All right. So, yeah, J- Jets lose a big one, and now Jets fans might have to see uh, Trevor Lawrence in a, in a Jags uniform, which would be wild. Um, just a sad f- fan base, and I, I, I feel for them. Um, but yeah, let's go to Cardinals-Eagles. So the Cardinals win 33-26. to 26. Uh, Kyler Murray had 406 yards. I just realized that now. And three touchdowns, so really good game out of him. Hopkins had another big day, nine receptions, 169 yards, and touchdown. Um, and then I saw news this week that Wentz wants out of Philly if he's going to be Hurts' backup. Not real shocking there. And I think he definitely still deserves to be a starter. And the, the situation in Philadelphia might be – a tough one for him. And I think it's, it's his time to, to leave. So who knows where he'll go, but that's all I got on that one. Any comments? Uh, you know, I, I think, I think Philadelphia looks a lot better with Hertz right now. I still just, I'm trying to figure out Wentz. Like, obviously we didn't see any more of him this week and we probably won't for the rest of the year, but I, I don't know. Like Wentz was an MVP candidate at one point the year they won the Super Bowl. And yeah, he just, he's not good. Like Hertz has been better. You know, he wasn't great today, but you know, he he gave the Eagles 26 points. They put him in the position to possibly win the game. They had many opportunities, but uh, yeah, they just, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm trying to figure out once, like, what's he going to be? Is he going to be that MVP candidate? Is he going to be just a backup? Like he doesn't want to be a backup, but he hasn't, I don't know. Like, what is he trying? Like, I, I just don't know. I know he's a football player. He's competitive. He probably is trying really hard to, like, you know, work his way back into a starting role. But I just don't know what to get. I, I don't know whence. Like, I need to see yeah. him start for another team at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think his time in, in Philly is over. I don't know if he's going to throw another pass there. Um, but, yeah, the next game I got is Chiefs beating the Saints in Drew Brees' return from his 11 cracked ribs, I believe, one collapsed lung. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they won 32 to 29 over the Saints. Um, Mahomes went 26 for 47, 254 yards and three touchdowns. I did not see this game. I was at work, but w- w- what happened in this one? It was a close game, so that that was good. Yeah, Breeze. He looked bad. Uh, he looked really bad. They they and they scored 14 fourth quarter points to keep it close. Uh, but yeah, Breeze just didn't look good. Like the, I don't know. 
obviously, like, he's still hurt. He, he, he went 15 for 34, three touchdowns, which was good, but he had an interception, 23.5 QBR, not good. Yeah, um, did you say 15 for 34? Yeah. That's so, really he's a high completion percentage guy. That's not, that's not like him. Okay. Yeah, he, he, like, the way he was, like, I don't know. He, he would have some throws where you're like, oh, it's a Drew Brees throw. Like, that was perfectly accurate. And then, like, he'd have some other throws. It's just like, you know, he's obviously, like, he's still not healthy. And yeah. obviously, the Saints brought him back to try and win this game and stay in the number one seed race. But, and you, can't you know, the Chiefs are just, from- again, like, the Chiefs are just so good. Like, even with the Saints defense playing as well as they did today, like, the Chiefs are just that – like, they're just so much better than teams that, like, even when they do, like, everything almost right. You know, Drew Brees obviously had a bad game, but just – they're, they're so good. Like, they're so good. Who's going to beat the Chiefs? I don't know. Like <laughs> – this... I definitely still think they're their front runners in the NFL right now, and we'll see what they do in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's go to Browns beating the Giants, 20-6. to Baker, another really efficient game. I feel like he's been taking a big leap this year, especially without Jarvis and – Chubb missed some time, but uh, or not Jarvis without uh, Beckham. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Baker went twenty-seven for thirty-two, two hundred ninety-seven yards and two touchdowns. Um, just good performance for Baker. I think Chubb scored a touchdown as well, and the defense holding the Giants to only six points is pretty impressive too. But yeah, any any takeaways on that one? Uh, I mean, for the Browns, it's a good take care of business game the Browns I think are a better team but going to New York their defense has been good like their Browns are playing really well right now so I was impressed with them obviously Colt McCoy doesn't give you the best chance to win and I don't think there's any injuries from the Brown big injuries in the Brown side at MetLife aside from Odell oh you mean MetLife oh got it which is which is a win you want to go to that game and not get hurt that's that's probably more important than not winning or losing I forgot about that like earlier this year like Nick Bosa and um Solomon Thomas, yeah, like yeah. The, the the team. I think even Sherman might have went out for a little bit from that game, but yeah, the p- team teams just get decimated there. They just lose like three to four players. It's terrible, and I don't know what it is with their turf there. Um, yeah, but it's, it's this game is funny though because like the Browns, they're, they're still not guaranteed a playoff spot, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to come down to Week Seventeen, which will be really interesting. <laughs> I I feel so bad if they if they win more, they're double digits now, right? Are they 11 wins. or 10? 10 wins. They're 10 wins. If they don't make it with like a double digit record, that's just going to be so tough. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Bengals and Steelers. Bengals shocked the Steelers for the third straight week. As the Steelers are now, I think, what, 11 and three now? They lost three straight. Um, yep. Washington, Buffalo, and now Cincinnati, who started, I believe, Ryan Finley, yep. who went seven for 13, 89 yards, and a touchdown. 89. <laughs> Yeah, 89 yards and a touchdown is what's going to get you 27 points to 17 victory over a team that started 11-0. Like, that's wild. Uh, what, what, did you, what do you think of the Steelers right now or, or the Bengals? What, so, what do you think? I'm going to talk about a couple of things, like a bunch of things that I've seen with the Steelers. Because I've, I've seen, I feel like the Steelers have been in a lot of primetime games lately. So I've seen, like, you know, they had the Wednesday game. They had the Monday night game. They had the game against uh, uh, Washington. Um, you know, so everyone's seeing the Steelers like, and what's wrong with them. Right. And a couple, there's a couple of things. So when they were first losing games, it was like big Ben was still playing decently well. He was keeping it close. Like the defense was playing well, uh, but they get some injuries, right. Bud Dupree, obviously out for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure who else. I, re- I, just, I remember they lost Bud Dupree. Um, but uh, so the defense is kind of like, 
playing well at the start. Now they're not really playing as well. I mean, giving up 27 points to the Bengals, which we'll get to how that happened. But, you know, but Big Ben, he still wasn't really turning the ball over. But, like, mm-hmm. the receivers, like, it was like drop, 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 drop. Like, Ebron can't catch. Deontay Johnson couldn't catch. Like, uh, Claypool even had a couple of drops. Um, and it's just, you know, so they're dealing with drops. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Big Ben is now playing really bad. Like, he had 20, he went 20 for 38, 170 yards. He threw a pick, like not good. Um, he also had two fumbles and he recovered one and they can't run. Like I know 18 for 84 yards, but he had, there was a 30 yard run. So Benny Snell's not really doing a lot. Uh, just, yeah. No, no James Connor is, is very tough. And like you said, I think they had a lot of drops the past couple weeks. And then yes. this is maybe the first one that you can maybe put on Ben. Oh yeah. As, as he, he, I heard he did not play well. Um, no, I didn't see I, this one, but. When you, it's just a tough loss. Um, I mean, the Bengals think, pretty much scored off of turnovers this yeah, whole game. And I think a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, the Steelers next week, maybe maybe they'll lose the Colts. Like, maybe they won't play well because they've been horrible the last three weeks. And that's when they come out and they drop like a 30-burger on them and their defense holds 30-burger. 40-burger. Um, I mean, for, the, for that would be a burger for the Steelers at this point. At this like, point, yes. After so, dropping 17. They look so bad. Uh, okay, let's move on because we got to get to the NBA. Yes. Um, so prediction results, Trevor, you and I went four and one. We were wrong about the Raiders being the Chargers. Pretty close to five and zero. Oh if the Raiders could have won in overtime, and then Josh, you were three and two. You also got the Raiders wrong, but you thought the Saints might upset the Chiefs. Just tough outing by Drew Brees there. Can't really fault you there. Um, but yeah, let's make our Week 16 predictions. First game I got is Vikings six and eight versus the Saints ten and four. It's a Christmas Day matchup, so this Friday. No Thursday night, Friday Friday football. Vikings late in the season against the Saints. I mean, you're really tempting me with that one. But, I mean, it's late in the year. The Saints need to win, and they kept it close against the Chiefs. So I'm going to say the Saints figure this one out. They finally can beat the Vikings late in the year. I'm going to take the Saints. I think Drew had a rough one, but I think with Taysom Hill and Drew, they'll figure out some way to bounce yeah. back. I mean, they, they lost the three by the Chiefs. I think they're, I think they're doing okay. Josh? Saints. Okay. Next one I got is Dolphins nine and five versus the Raiders seven and seven. This is a Saturday matchup. Dolphins. Yeah, I think I think Tua's got a really easy matchup. I, I what I saw from the Chargers game, the Raiders defense couldn't stop anything, and yeah, I I like the Dolphins here. The, the defense is going to play well. It's Mariota. Uh, yeah, Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. Thinking about I don't know. No, I, I, go ahead. I want- I want to take the Raiders and do it. I like the Dolphins team so much, though. But oh. I, I could see the Raiders winning this one. I'm going to – I'm looking at the rest. If I, 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 I'm going to take the Raiders just because it will be my only upset. I'll probably end up betting on the Dolphins. But regardless, I'm going to take the Raiders in this one for, for our prediction's sake. Um, all right, let's go to Colts 10-4 and four versus the Steelers 11-3 and three now. I need to update it. I have 11-2. Colts. So the Colts, like, they're playing really well, right? Steelers sure. have been embarrassed. I think the Steelers, a home game, I think they might come out kind of, like, I, I, don't, I don't think it'll – I think this is going to be a really close game because I think both teams are going to try to, like, play some just really good defense. I think the defenses are going to come back. Like, the Steelers just got embarrassed. I, I like the Steelers at home just by, by a little bit. Like, I, yeah. I think if there's a big any big spreads in this game, they're not getting covered. <laughs> I'm taking the Steelers, too, just because I think they'll win the turnover battle. Um, mm-hmm. I think Rivers is more interception, fumble-prone than Big Ben. And I think the Steelers' defense is slightly better than the Colts, which 
could make a difference here. Um, next game I got is the battle of two teams that are five and nine. So not the most, <clears throat> not the most winning records, but Broncos five and nine versus the Chargers five and nine. Who are you guys taking? Chargers. So, like I said, Chargers always lose to the Broncos. Uh, late in the year, um, I think the Chargers actually would like to lose to the Broncos, get a better <laughs> draft pick. Uh, but yeah, I just I do not like the Chargers at all. Give me the Broncos. They're going to bounce back after a bad loss to the Bills. I'm with Josh. I'm taking the Chargers. I think their offense is more consistent than the Broncos' offense. But obviously the Broncos' defense is better than the Chargers right now. So I don't know. I think the Chargers have more talent. Uh, Sunday night football, we got Titans 10-4 and versus the Packers 11-3. Should be a really, really good matchup. Josh, are you going to take Tannehill and the Titans in this one? Or yes. Even the Packers? Okay, Tannehill. Nope, Tannehill. <laughs> This is a big test for the Packers. I'm picking the Packers, though. I really like – I mean, people obviously talk about it's the run defense versus Derrick Henry. Run defense is not going to get play well. Derrick Henry will have over 100 yards rushing this game. However, let's not forget that the Titans also have a terrible defense, and they cannot sack the quarterback. That's going to be really good for Aaron Rodgers. He's going to have time in the pocket, throw to an open guy. Give me the Packers. High-scoring game. Give me the over. I'm going to take the Titans. Uh Kind of because of what you said. I think obviously Henry's going to get his if they can stop everything else. Great. But Tannehill has been yeah. great with uh, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. So I'll, yep. I'll be shocked that if they stop Henry or they slow him down a little bit, which I don't see that happening, if they will be able to stop the passing game. So I'm taking the Titans, even though I think this will be a, a, good, a good game that could go either way. Um, that's all we got for football. I'll mention some quick things on the NHL. So Henrik Lundqvist is out for the season with a heart condition. I believe he's 38, 39 years old. Uh, if he's forced to retire or if he is going to retire, it's not official yet. So we will have to see what he does. But just kind of big news, like I, I don't really get well, how you have a heart condition and you're out for a year, but you can maybe come back after that year. Like does a heart condition, do you, do you rehab it? Do you heal it? Like what happens there? So I'm a little confused by that. Any any words, guys? Or uh, Red Sox pitcher Eduardo uh, Rodriguez, um, he, had, had, he developed a heart condition due to COVID-19 last season. So he uh, had to sit up the entire year, and it's a, it's a rehab thing. I think you're just trying to manage it until you can play again. So at his age, he might be done, but it's possible to come back. You just don't you don't mess around with the heart condition. So you play it safe sure. until you're good to go. And and that's a good comparison. And with yeah, with Lundqvist, like you said, at his age, it's not like he was going to be a starting for the Capitals. I think he was in a split roles with their other goaltender, anyways. So uh, split games. I mean, so I. Now that he'll come back in a year later, who we'll see. Um, and then other NHL news that came out this week. So they're planning on starting a 56-game season starting January 13th. Um, so just exciting that we have a start date, and we'll see NHL in less than a month. Uh, let's go to baseball, Josh. So Darvish, I saw, might be being shopped around. What do you, what do you... Uh, stupid. Uh, we can rapid fire this one. Um, it's stupid. Cubs shouldn't trade you, Darvish. It's ridiculous. Uh, Howie Kendrick retired. Um, he's like the most solid career you could possibly have. Uh, he had one all-star, had an MVP vote at some point. Just a good player. Had some big moments in the playoffs. Got a World Series ring. Good for him. Great career. Uh, Giants signed Anthony Discofani. Decent pitcher. He got one year and uh, – what is it? One year, six million with most of it deferred. That's not very good for the market, but hopefully we'll see what happens. Rays re-signed Mike Zunino. Rays re- uh, signed Michael Waka. 
Rays just doing race things, getting back their catcher and signing random pitchers that I'm sure are going to become aces now. They got Zunino back? Yep. Okay. Yep, Zunino is on a – what is this? This is one-year contract with an option. It's uh, It depends on how many games he plays, but it's mm-hmm. kind of a complicated contract. But it's one year and an option. Uh, Dodgers got Tyler Canley, good reliever for two years. Phillies got Sam Fold to be a general manager, who was he was a hot name in the and to be a normal manager, not a general manager for a lot of years. But now he's the general manager under Dave Dabrowski, good hire. He was seems like a really smart guy. Played for the Cubs, played on Team Israel. Seems like a very smart dude. Uh, Mets, uh, nope, that's not important. Looking at Tomioko Sugano, of course, every every team should be looking at the guys that get posted. That's not Mets are looking at everyone right now. Yeah, it's not news. <laughs> uh, and the big the big one is uh, that. Where is it? Uh, Oscar Colas was declared a free agent by uh, MLB. Uh, Oscar Colas is a very interesting – he's 22 years old. He uh, is a first baseman, outfielder type guy, uh, but he also pitches. He hasn't pitched in a while, but he pitches as a lefty with mid-90s velo, and he's, he's better as a position player right now, so he might not become a two-way guy. But he is uh, – depending on how patient teams want to be um, – he could be a two-way guy, but this isn't like Otani. This is like where Otani was a beast at both things. This guy is like a pretty good hitter, and may, he might be able to pitch maybe. So that's a pretty cool thing. He's twenty-two. Mm-hmm. He's going to be subject to uh, he's going to be subject to uh, the caps in international baseball settings. There's a cap, and so he's subject to that because he's so young. He doesn't have that much experience playing professionally. So teams already spent most of their caps this year. So it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see how much he signs for. But uh, yeah, he's he's a guy to keep an eye on. That's it. And then uh, other stuff I got is Larusa gets home arrest and community service for reckless driving in February. Yeah, I'm sure um, he's going to learn his lesson for sure. Pretty, yeah, pretty pretty bad slap on the wrist there by law enforcement and the MLB. That's not really that bad. Um, and then White Sox are also looking at Yoannis's Cespedes's little brother, uh, Yoqui Cespedes. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I think he's one of the number one international prospects. And he's he's like really small. He's like five nine. So, hey, what's what's wrong with that height? Just not you don't see many uh, athletes that size anymore. I'm five eight. Are you an athlete? Are you saying? I think I'm quite Cole athletic Beasley. for my size. Cole Beasley's under five nine, has thirty three touchdowns in the NFL at least. I don't know if he scored this week. <laughs> Keep going. I would mention Nate Robinson, but he got knocked out the other week. So let's let's just pass through that. Uh, but yeah, now it's time for the NBA, which is what we've been we've been waiting for. We're going to dive deeper into this one, and first. I know I talked to you guys a little bit before the show about this, but I was listening to it yesterday and I saw that Adam Silver is considering expansion talk, which I think adding a team to the NBA is like a billion dollar um, process and it's a huge revenue source um, and especially helps the cities around it. And so two, so one of the teams that they're thinking about expanding again, which Josh has mentioned, I think in one of the earliest episodes of Big Slumpin', was uh, the Seattle Supersonics, which would be, awesome to come back seattle deserves a basketball franchise um any words on that before i ask my next question bring back the sonics done deal do it just make it official say they should just say yeah they're gonna bring back we don't know when but it's gonna happen they should do that like, there's no like that's easily the first market just say we're gonna do it we don't have a date yet but they're gonna be back make, make people so happy yeah seattle needs basketball we need like uh we need to have like um uh, we need like chuck and uh, Shaq, like, throwing fish at the, the Seattle, like, fish oh, market, yes. you know? We, we need that stuff. Like, Seattle needs NBA basketball. There's no uh, way just... Shaq would, would drop the fish. With his hands, <laughs> I mean, that, like, him holding the fish would be like me holding a Swedish fish. Like, that thing's yes. insane. <laughs> um, but then the, 
the thing with expansion teams is they come in pairs of two in the NBA because they would have to be an evened out, right? So I think they're at 30 teams right now. Um, so if you, if you add Seattle, you'd need another team. Would it be Vancouver Grizzlies maybe make a comeback, which would be weird because they already have the Memphis Grizzlies now? Well, they obviously um, wouldn't be named the Grizzlies. What was that? They obviously wouldn't be named the Grizzlies. Well, I think it'd be cool if they were, and then the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> had to change to something. Like, they, may, they make Memphis change their name. That'd be awesome. Okay, regardless, uh, would Vancouver come back with a franchise? Maybe get two. I think that'd be cool because you get two uh, Canadian franchises. Maybe they have a little bit of a rivalry with Toronto. The Vancouver, Vancouver Bobcats. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, where do you guys think a second, a second place could be? Maybe Vegas. Now they got the Raiders there. Uh, maybe they get a basketball team. I mean, and, you know, the more sports you can put in Vegas, just for the live the live betting prospects and the gambling prospects, uh, just the entertainment, like that, Vegas is like an entertainment city. Now you got football there. The, uh, hockey's obviously there. Basketball, I mean, That's, it feels, I would, I would love a team imagine in Vegas. Imagine James Harden playing in Vegas. James Harden in Vegas. I James mean, he Harden immediately. would go That's... there for a $2 contract. Actually, no, just pay his strip club fees. Yes, that, that that would be his contract, which would also be like worth forty million a year. Um, all right, so now let's let's talk some some not just expansion, but some actual basketball. So Gobert, he signed a five year, two hundred five million dollar extension with the Jazz. I believe that's the highest ever by a center. Yeah, he's he's getting paid more than Anthony Davis, which I thought was and interesting. Jokic. And Jokic, yeah. I just I don't know. Like Sounds obviously, true. Gobert's good. Like he's one. Defensive player of the year. He can rebound. He can, he's got the dunks. I mean, but he can defend. But I don't know if he's worth this much money. I mean, I get Utah's a small market team. They're trying to keep their players that are like good. I don't know. I, I, I think I think it's a bad contract. I just, I'm defense just, defense does seem to age well though. Yes, I, I know. I think it's defensively he'll be there. But I think in today's era, with, that's really paying for though. It's the defense. So if it ages well, like, it seems like a yeah. But deal. I mean, you're not going to just. I mean, yes, he is, he is a great defensive player. He's not that old. Um, but I think when you compare him to other centers in the league, Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, Jokic, um, Embiid, all those four, I think four centers I named, they are great defensively, but uh, all provide Towns, is, Towns good, is a bit good defensively. Uh, uh, Towns would be the one guy I, okay, I'm, I'm Jokic, he's not a great defender. Davis, and Embiid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, those three are centers that I could see you paying this much money because they're going to offer you the defense similar to Gobert. They're going to get, you know, one block a game, maybe two, maybe a steal. Um, they're going to get you boards. And with Jokic, you're going to also get assists. Um, but they're also they, – they provide a lot of offense. You know, and B, Jokic, and, and uh, Davis can shoot the three. They can score themselves. They don't need someone, you know, feeding them alley-oops and dunks. So I think Gobert, like – in the 90s, 80s, this contract would have made – I mean, it wouldn't make sense because inflation and all. But him getting the max contract for a center would have made more sense because of how the game was played. But I think with today's era, I'm really not sure this contract is going to sit well in two to three years. But we'll see. I mean, those guys, those premier bigs that you named aren't going to sign in Utah. That's, that's a, they, yeah. they, got, they drafted Gobert. Like, that's who they have. They want to stick with their guy rather than trying to, you know, force someone to go there. It's just not going to do it. You know, keep the that guy you true. have around. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, the only the only reason I could see them signing people is because they have Donovan Mitchell, and that might be an exciting player to play alongside, but that's usually not enough to bring someone to Utah. Um, the next extension I got is uh, Markel Fultz signing a three-year, $50, $50 million contract with the Magic. So apparently 
I think he's been playing better last year. I think he's he's proving not to be a bust. He might not be, you know, where we would put him in number one overall, but I think he's been playing better. Um, and now he's got a three-year contract with the Magic, and he's going to be playing alongside, I believe, Cole Anthony was their first-round pick with the 15th pick. So we'll see how that works. That's super cool. That's super, super cool that we came from not being able to physically shoot a basketball until he got a, he got a contract. It, I'm oh. shooting for this guy. I don't know. I have no idea how he played last year or in the preseason thus far, but like I'm, just, I'm shooting for this guy. I, I, yeah, I am too. I, I feel bad for his situation with the 76ers. I feel like Philly fans are brutal. Um, they, tried they, changing the worst. His, they tried changing his shot, which I think messed up his shoulder. And I don't care how gross an NBA shot is if you can shoot it at a high rate. And I think before they tried changing shot, he was, and then he just it just wasn't working with the free throw line, with threes. And now I think he's he's more comfortable. He's just doing his own thing. The magic is a great fit for him. I think he's very happy there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, just just to go through like the change, just to give you an idea of what like changed when he went to the Magic in Phil in his two seasons in Philadelphia, he played um, 20, 35 games. He averaged about twenty minutes a game. And he, he averaged about like seven and a half points, um, you know, one turnover, three assists, three rebounds. You know, now he's with the Magic. He's played 72 games, which was a pretty healthy season for him. I think actually that's the most he that could have played last year. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, he was healthy last season. Uh, he shot 46%, which was pretty decent. Uh, he didn't shoot well for three, but, you know, he's what not was necessarily a three-point three shooter. Percentage? Just curious. 26.7. So, like, he's so still a, not – he's bad, not a shooter. He could definitely get better at that. Uh, you know, average five assists, three rebounds, 12 points. I mean, he, he seems to be in like a nice like point guard role with the Magic and, you know, he's, he's being paid pretty well. He's a good starter. He's not going to be this like a top three star in a team. He still like, can improve. He still has a lot of improvement. Oh, he's, like, he's, still young. he's still young. He's got a huge ceiling still. I think what you get with him is you're going to get good passing. Probably like, I think probably this year, maybe six to 10 assists per game. And then you're going to get, he gets pretty good rebounding for a guard, probably maybe four to five. He's going to get you at least tw- like mid-teens points. I could see him averaging maybe 15 this year, which would be a good jump. Um, if he can get that, if he can get that three-point shot up to like low 30. 30s, yeah, it's, it's really good. That's a good player. I, yeah. I think. I think, and I think he also offers a lot defensively. I think he's a, a good steals guy. Um, I don't know. I, I like him. I think it's it's good that we're all kind of on the Fultz. I, I think everyone also. in the country is on the Fultz train. Yeah, we're just, we're just we just want him to do well. Um, Okay, I'm going to mention three other extensions, and we can talk about talk about any of the three you guys want to. So, Kennard, $64 million over four years with the Clippers. Um, I don't know if that's an extension or this is free agent. I had no idea who was on the Clippers. Zero yeah, I think clue. it was a free agent signing. I agree. And then OG got extended with the Raptors, four years, $72 million. And Yeah, then Kuzma, he did. Kuzma got extended, three years, $40 million with the with the Lakers. So, let's talk about all three of those. All right, so we'll start with Kennard. Uh, we actually can – talk about we can actually see how he played because he, he did play in a game last night uh he got 21 minutes went two for six oh for three from three point uh had two rebounds uh two assists two steals one block a turnover three fouls and four points yeah, plus good. minus of minus minus three so 64 million dollars uh yeah i don't know like well I, spent I, hey what i feel about like canard win column <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like Kennard, he had like a decent season in, what was it, Detroit, right? Yeah, he played a huge strategy out of Detroit. So, I mean, this could be like a nice depth signing for them, but yeah, I don't know. Like, he, he didn't really show a lot against the Lakers, so we'll, we'll so, see. This just seems like a lot for Luke Kennard. Something I, uh, I think about Kennard, so he's a good shooter. Um, 
even and, though the 0-2 and the 2 or 6 shooting yesterday. But his career-wise, yeah. he's been a good shooter. Yeah. But whenever I look up his stats, it's like, he's 6'5". How tall is his wingspan? 6'5", which is really rare in the NBA to have someone with the, their height match their wingspan. Usually it's like, you know, your height is 6'5", your wingspan's like 6'10". Yeah. Or your standing reach is like 6'10", 6'11". And so, like, whenever I think of him, I think of, like, little T-Rex shooting, which is, like, tiny arms. Um, so, so that's just, like, my joke that I have internally. Um, yeah. But uh, Well, now it's externally. Good job. Externally. I'm sharing with you guys. I, I wanted you guys to be in on that. Um, and, but then, yeah, you noticed two steals yesterday with, with his short arms. That's impressive, getting in those passing lanes. Probably really had to reach for those. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I got, I got nothing on Kennard. I think OG being extended <laughs> is huge for the Raptors. Um, I think he's a great defensive wing, and I think he's going to take a really big step this year with uh, – I think he's just going to get more usage. Um, and, I, Josh, I'm guessing he's starting maybe at small forward, or is he, is he still coming off the bench? No, oh, he's starting. He started all last year. Okay. So, I, I think OG might really take a big leap this year, and I think the four-year, $72 million contract is good for him, but it's also a very frugal one for the Raptors and gives them some cap room in the future. It's a great deal. It's a great deal because, like, OG didn't have to take a pay cut. There was no reason for him to, but he did. And he gave – he got his money and he gave Raptors room to wiggle with the cap. And just really great deal on both sides. Like, good on the Raptors for paying the man $72 million. Good on OG for not asking for more. It's just a great, great deal. It's not too team-friendly. It's like I feel like OG's taking advantage of. And it's not, like, too expensive. I feel like the Raptors are being, like, ripped off. It's a great deal on both sides, and I'm extremely happy with it. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of times when people leave, it's like they leave to get a contract that's worth more than they deserve. Like OG, let's say he made like four-year, like $96 million. He might not be worth $96 million, but $72 million is fair. It's more than what he probably – like it's what he probably should be around. And you get to stay with the team that drafted you, the team that's developed you, the team that you have played with, with Lowry, Van Vliet. Um so I think it's a really, yeah, like you said, team-friendly, but also it's the player's still getting paid. It's not like he's, he's taking that huge a pay cut, but he, he's getting paid enough. Like, I don't think OG's going to be upset with a $72 million contract. Yeah, making. he's getting paid what he's worth right now. If he doesn't take a step forward, fair deal. I think he's going to yeah. take a step forward, though, and make it a steal. I hope but he like, does, too. <laughs> and if he, if he does, I'm sure they'll, they'll reevaluate his contract in, like, two years and probably give him an extension for more money. Yeah, and just, like, in terms of, like, just like contracts this is like the most like fair one i think i've ever seen like any sport it's just so fair for both sides it's great it's a great deal josh right. I, i'd like to ask you something uh, mm-hmm. about this uh, og ananobi so a troubling yeah. trend i've noticed in his career his yeah. first two seasons in toronto he's he's actually had zero technical fouls zero ejections zero disqualifations <laughs> um that's concerning how, how much, his, okay how, his, how much og ananobi have you watched in his third season in toronto he has five disqualifications or four disqualifications, <laughs> uh, one ejection and one technical. And that's a okay. huge spike <laughs> from his first two seasons. At this rate, just, we're going to have, I think, 12 this year. I oh, just, no. I want to know if this is something, maybe a, a bad locker room presence. Um, some, you know, the refs are maybe going to call against the Raptors a little more because he likes to chat, you know, jaw with the refs. Those technicals are going up. I just, something Trevor, to watch can out. I ask you a question? Yes. Do you like scarves? That's what I was going to go with. 
<laughs> I, I do like scarves. Yes. All right. You like then you're a fan of OG and Anobi, right? We can move on. <laughs> no, I like him. I like watching him play basketball. I mean, he's he's the I kind feel... of guy. I, I I like saying this about when I watch NBA games. Like they're not necessarily like doing the most on the team, but like if I see a guy who's like playing really hard and like doing some like like he's hustling, he's like getting some good threes. Like I say, like that's a guy I want in like pickup basketball. Like that's a yeah. good pickup. Like if I see he, that guy in the gym, he's a guy <laughs> that like fantasy wise or statistically might not blow your mind. But if you watch him play and you watch the Raptors, which I have the pleasure of doing a lot last year because I bet on the Raptors a lot and Josh is a fan, so I watch them a lot. Um, but if, if you watch them, you notice that OG Ananobi is he, – he does everything right. You know, he, he works his ass off on defense. He runs the court on transition. He does as much as he can offensively. He just plays the game the right way. And it, it might not show in, this, in, the, in the box score, but he plays – He does a little bit of everything. Yeah, he plays really well. Um, Since he was drafted, he was – He's been called Kawhi Light, and like, like it's it's hilarious because of how true it is. Even down to his personality, like yeah. if you watch like his, his post game interviews from talk, it's hysterical. It's like he's so unbelievably blunt. It's like the the scarf joke thing is like even though Serge is gone, it's still hysterical. And I'm like, sad that Serge is gone. I, I feel I, like him I, and OG had a good had a good uh, connection. I liked yeah, him they, in Toronto too, but they were yeah. great together. But um, it just like he if he takes a step forward, he sells problems. Like he still struggles with creating his own shot off the dribble. He's still, he, he's a phenomenal defender, but he could still get better at that. And he even says it himself, like they're looking for him to take another step forward and defense, which would be scary if that, if that actually happens. Um, he's still, he still can disappear in offense sometimes. He's the fourth option. So sometimes he's forgotten about and is not as absurd as he should who's be. The, who's the third option? Oh, Pascal, uh, or is it? Well, the, how do everyone Kyle, order it? Pascal, okay, yeah. Lowry, and Van Vliet is however you want to do it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. I, I forgot about, uh, I was thinking like Lowry Van Vliet. I forgot about Siakam for a sec. That was a brain fart on my end. Yeah. Just yeah. who might be their best player. I, yeah. So there's still, there's still definite room for improvement there. And, but if he doesn't, he doesn't have to improve right right now. He's a starting caliber four, five, uh, four or three. And that, he can be that he's a good player, but I think there's still a lot of room there. So he's still like mm-hmm. 23 years old. He's still very young. Yeah. He's got time to develop. He's like, you said, very young. He's got a four year contract now. So we'll see how he, I think this will be a big year for him. I think he'll take a leap, uh, and I think he'll get more usage, but we'll see. Um, and then the last one, like I said, Kuzma getting three years, $40 million. I think it's also kind of like similar to OG where it's it's a fair contract. It's not like it was like, you know, four-year, $80 million. I think three-year, $40 million is a lot better. Um, I don't know his usage in L.A. still. Uh, is he – I don't think he's starting. I think he's still no, like he's kind of there. Off the bench. He's there off the bench. At least um, right now points guy you know and i think he i think he's a good player i don't know i think he gets a lot of a lot of crap i don't know what you guys think of kuz i i think you know if you're going to offer people playstation fives you should probably like have playstation fives to give people i don't know i guess like that was a funny thing that happened on twitter he like offered he didn't like he's like who wants a ps5 and like everybody was like asking for it. he's like haha i don't actually have any so i don't know that's my got us real good (laughs) that is yeah what a prankster yeah like I don't know, like Kuzma, he 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 seemed to play pretty well last night offensively. Like the biggest knock on Kuzma has also like been like he can't really make shots when he needs to, and he's not great on defense. So I don't know, like he played fine last night. I just Kuzma feels like I don't know, I I don't know with Kuzma. Like yeah, he did. Just so feels yesterday. like they don't want him, but then they signed him. Like <laughs> I thought they were gonna get rid of him. I thought they were just gonna let him go after this year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, oh, him, he had 15 him points. Danny Green are always eternally linked in my head as just like eternal memes of the NBA. 
And I really thought that like the, the Lakers were going to be done with him. And I thought it just, the, those two are, they're so anomalies because like they're, they, they both so talented. It's, but Danny Green's always great in the regular season, but like Kuzma in particular, it's just like, you see it, you see that he could be so much more and he just isn't, he's too busy offering people PS fives <laughs> and, and joking around. Yeah. I just, I, Kuzma's honestly like the perfect guy to keep around LeBron. Like in case like the Lakers just have a bad night or something like that. Like you can blame, like, you know, he's the classic, the scapegoat. Like, he's the scapegoat. He's a scapegoat guy. Like, you know, why does LeBron, LeBron doesn't have always himself, have like, these like dudes that are just like memes. Like why is, why does he always have a J.R. Smith? Like why, why is there always that one player in every single LeBron team? That's like, I am the prankster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think what you get out of Kuzma if you look at his stats over his career, so he averaged sixteen points a, a game his rookie year, then eighteen, then twelve, and now yesterday he had fifteen. I think you're just gonna get a, a mid level score off the bench. He's gonna get you double digit points most likely, probably mid teens, I'd say, like around fifteen, sixteen points a game. And that that's a big help off the bench, you know, someone that can score uh that you know, you you don't have to necessarily worry about facilitating the ball to, they can get it on his own. Um, he played 27 minutes yesterday, so yeah, I, I think he's he's a good player. I I just don't know with his usage in LA, what his stats will be like, and I think it's a fair contract. It's nothing outrageous. I I think he dropped his asking price to sign this contract. So I mean, he outplayed Luke Kennard, which was a pretty big ask. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's you know, a that's a 64, signings yeah, going 64 after million dollar contract right there, and he well, but Kennard got the W. Yeah. I mean, W's are the only stat that really matter at the end of the day. The W's don't buy PS5s. I mean, maybe this is something to track going forward, uh, the Kennard versus Kuzma rivalry. I would like to buy a PS5 with my wins, please. What wins (laughs) are you talking about? All of them. Um, So, okay, let's talk about some predictions now. So, you know, let's talk about yesterday first. So, NBA is back really today, but we had two games yesterday, which is awesome. Um, But I think every team plays – after today, every team has played an NBA game. Um, so let's start with, I believe, the first matchup was Nets-Warriors. Uh, KD looked good, healthy. Uh, Kyrie looked really good. Started off really strong in the first quarter, I believe. And then uh, Karis LeVert was the, the third option, I believe. 20 points in, in his first game, which was a great, great game. I'm glad to see him getting some usage. I don't think uh, Spencer Dinwiddie did much. It's kind of sad, you know, with Kyrie, KD, and LeVert playing Dinwiddie's role might be a little bit diminished. Um, and then on the Warriors side, I, I saw that Curry, I think, was the maybe lone bright side. But I, I would also say James Wiseman. You know, this is his first real basketball since I'd say high school. He played, what, three games in college, was it? Um, yeah, he didn't play. It was single digits, like really low. Yeah, yeah it was either – I think it was three. I'm going to go with three until uh, I'm proven wrong. But, yeah, I think Wiseman had, what, 19 and 10? 19-9 in his debut. You looking up, Trevor? Yes, I, I just had the stats open. I switched to uh, <laughs> Michael Mulder's stats page. Um, okay. uh, yeah, James Wiseman, 7 for 13. He had a three-pointer. It is 1-1. One one. Uh, his free throw is 8, 4 for 8. Not, not a good look there. Nope. Uh, but he had six rebounds, two steals, no blocks, 19 points. I mean, I was, I was pretty impressed with his, his opening for, numbers. For a there. guy that hasn't really played – consistently at the same level since high school. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good debut. Um, I, I think he, he's going to be a bright spot for the Warriors. I think you predicted him as maybe a future MVP candidate. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's early. Like you could, you could be right, but I mean, 
that's a strong performance for your first game is getting almost 20 points and six rebounds, two steals. Like, that's not bad. Um, yeah. Even knocking down three is kind of shocking for him. I did not expect that to happen. But then the, the second game was uh, Clippers and Lakers. Lakers got their rings, uh, which was pretty cool. I, I know Rob Polinka did a little tribute to – he threw up the 24 for Kobe, which was nice. Um, and then the Clippers came out on top in this one. And I honestly thought Paul George looked really good. I have him in fantasy, so I was checking his stats. But then I, I looked at the box score afterwards, and I saw that he was, you know, he led the game in points. I think he went five for eight from three, um, had some, some rebounds. I think he had a couple steals. I mean, he was kind of all over the place. Um, Kawhi, another strong performance for him. And then the Lakers side, I think uh, I think AD was their leading scorer. I'm not sure, actually. I think maybe LeBron. I think LeBron had 22-5-5. and five. I could be right about that. I could be wrong. Um, he had 22 yeah. points. He had – Was it 5-5 five and five or 6-? and? Yeah, he had five assists, five rebounds. So, yeah, like a, a, a good game for LeBron. I mean, it's his, what, 18th year, year now? He's like 38, and he's still, he's still just doing it out there. So, good performance by him. Um yeah, basketball's back and it's awesome. Do you want to do you want to do this now? Or do you want to talk about the Rockets stuff? I mean, this, I mean, between James Harden and you know the whole team having coronavirus yeah. coming out right now, it's kind oh, of a big do they deal. Have COVID? Yeah, it's coming out well, right now. Well, they they're negative tests, but the contact tracing is keeping them at home. I think it's like Ben McLemore has it. And Wall Cousins, like McLemore. Okay, wait. Let's, let's talk about Tate, this. KJ Martin. They, They've been announced to test – like, a Cousins, I think, tests a negative, I thought. Did he not? Well, Christian Wood. I don't know. I'm just keeping – I'm on hoopstreamers.com. That's the quickest I'm doing. Yeah, Rockets starter DeMarcus Cousins has tested negative for the coronavirus. That's good. Uh, no, that's crazy. And then I also saw that there's – you know, Harden's, like, starting fights with teammates at practice now. I think he whipped a ball at a teammate, um, which is called passing, which I think is kind of funny. Sure. Okay, can we can talk – let's talk about the Rockets and then do protections. Yes. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about the Rockets. So, yeah, so – Harden still wants out. Um, I, I, I don't know if he's creating these problems at practice because he's frustrated or if that's just him trying to be like, I'm a menace. It will be better for you to get rid of me. I don't know where he's going to go at this point. Um, well, his beard is very terrifying. Very scary. Well, he, I, was yeah. at a, he was at a uh, club where not a strip club is up for debate according to his post on Instagram recently while we were recording. But uh, let me see if I can pull that up. It's just going to be weird because he's going to play like two weeks with the Rockets, if he has good enough value, hopefully they can trade him. If he's sucking, they might be stuck with him. But, like, who okay. knows his role? I, so, James Harden wrote on Instagram while we were recording on Wednesday. One thing after another, I went to a show – I went to show love to my homegirl at her event, not a strip club, because she is becoming a boss and putting her people in position of success, and now it's a problem. Every day, it's something different. No matter how many times people try to drag my name under, you can't. The real always end up on top. So James Harden was at a club. According to him, it was not a strip club, but a club nonetheless to celebrate uh, her, his friend's birthday, I guess. There was pictures on Instagram of him not wearing a mask, partying and stuff, a lot of people there. And then, uh, then the Rockets started freaking out. And uh, as of our recording again, uh, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Ben Malcolmore, Jay Sean Tate, and KJ Martin are all being contact traced and may be held out of the game today. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins has already tested, tested negative, but we still don't know for sure if he's going to play. John, John Wall tested negative too, but he also looks like he's not going to play. Yeah, so the Rockets are literally just falling apart because James Harden can't not be an asshole, I guess. 
Like, I mean, the, the COVID thing, that's Ben Mathlemore. That's not, that's not. What, I'm saying just, KJ Martin, party. actually. I mean, he was just at a party with his mask off. Like, it's on Instagram. Like, it's easy to see. So, True. yeah, the, the, the Rockets are a mess. They have to get, like, I don't know what you do with James Harden at this point because I, I don't know what team trades for him now, regardless of his talent level or not you Raptors. think about it. No, please no. I don't know which team trades him. He's obviously a problem. Right I don't now. think I the don't... Bulls want him. We don't need a shooting guard. We got Levine. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know how you keep him around the team when he's doing this shit. I don't know what you do with him. It's I think it's he's he's so done with the Rockets that he's okay, like being a menace and hoping he's literally to acting like else. a spoiled child is what he's doing. It, it's re- it really is, and I like Harden, but this is a bad look for him. And I I think he more than ever just needs to get out of Houston, and I don't know where else he'll go. And I think he'll. It would be kind of like Jimmy Butler where it was a bad fit in Minnesota. The 76ers was actually not terrible. But when he went to Miami, he was like home. Like um, that's so – I think it's so different. Because when Jimmy Butler was pissed, what he did is he took his frustration out on the team during practice and kicked their ass in the basketball game. James yeah. Harden is risking the health of his, of his teammates. Yeah. All right. Uh, any, any other word on, on the Rockets? It's going to suck if their opener is just going to be like James Harden. I feel Christian so bad Wood. for Cousins and Wall. Like, they were their ass off to get so back bad. here. And their opening night, oh, man, it makes me so upset. That is really upsetting. Um, Jeremy, all right. Do you have any thoughts? I, you know, James Harden, like, just not a good look. I, you know, we brought up Otto Porter earlier this year where he was at a party. Like, I just you, – you don't want to see that, like, especially when we're, you know, as, like – the, the NBA is like putting in all these protocols to try to and make basketball happen this year. Like when players do stuff like that, it's just kind of disappointing to see. Obviously Harden like does not want to be there. Like he's made that very clear. So I just, I, I feel like the Rockets need to get rid of him, go with the old Kentucky lineup of wall and cousins, like just have fun with that. You know, I think they'll be fine without him. Just Harden needs to go like trade him, find, find a place to get, get rid of him. You know, I know. And, and I want to see him on a different team and I want to see the Rockets what they get back from him. And I want to see, I think Wall, Cousins, Christian Wood, I think is going to have a good year. I think Macklemore and Send I think Gordon. Send them to like Detroit. Send them to like Basketball Abyss. The thing is with him in Detroit, I could, I could see him, Killian Hayes, Derek Rose, Blake Griffin. Okay, somewhere else then. Somewhere worse than Detroit. Uh, Send them to Charlotte. Watch him go to like the Warriors. <laughs> That'd be nasty. Him replacing Clay Thompson for a year. Okay. Um, should we do predictions now? Yeah. How do you right. want, like, what do you, what do you want to predict? Just like, so let's start with, you know, number one seed in the, in the Western conference. Do we think the Lakers are, are going to f- repeat as the number one seed this year? I do. Trevor. Yeah. I think the Lakers, LeBron, I mean, it's just, it feels, it feels too obvious almost like, I don't know. I, I like, I like the Lakers being able to run it back. Yeah. And I, I think that, uh, I think they'll run it back as well. I think the other two teams I have written down are maybe the Clippers make a run at it. Um, you know, when, when you got Kawhi and Paul George playing well, I think they're a tough team to beat. Um, and then the Nuggets, I thought, could maybe make a push at number one. I think Murray was really hot in the bubble, and I think he should be healthy now. Uh, Jokic is obviously know you're going to get with him. Michael Porter Jr. might make a boost, uh, a leap. They could get a push there. Um but I think yeah, you just I, named your. I think you just named the one through three, and it, so I think everyone's making sense about that. Those are the three best teams in the yeah. West. And then on the on the East side, so the Bucks won last year. Um, they were the number one seed. Raptors were, I believe, number two. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who three was, but I think those two teams are are going to do well. And I think the Nets, 
maybe they make a push at one with the Bucks after let yesterday. I think the Raptors should take a step back. I don't think a two seed is reasonable to expect. I, I'm I'm predicting Raptors four or five seed. Yeah, that's right. That's too. just because I think losing Serge and Mark was bad. Uh, especially Serge. I, Mark just saw actually had a really bad game. I don't know how much he played yesterday, but he didn't have many statistics. Uh, when I looked at the box score, like I don't maybe like one rebound, one assist, and zero points. It was it was yeah underwhelming debut in L.A. Um, it was also really weird. I looked at I was looking at the live score on break, and I saw that Montrez Harrell blocked Lou Williams, and I'm like, you can block your own team. And then I'm like, wait a minute, Harrell's on the Lakers now. Like, I literally thought that Harrell just swatted his own teammate. It was funny for like three seconds. Um, but yeah, I think I think. For me, I think it's gonna be between the Bucks and the and the the Nets. Those are those are I think those are gonna be one two. I think the Nets are gonna be really good if they can stay healthy. But that's a pretty big. I think big the Nets win. are gonna be a two seed. I think they're gonna be eliminated in the third round of the playoffs. Did you say third round or first round? Third. Is that the conference finals? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Trevor, what do you oh. think? Uh, the East, you know, the East is always like tough, but you know, I like I like the Bucks. I like um, them the bringing Bulls. in Holiday. We'll get to the Bulls. Uh, I like them bringing in Holiday uh, as that number one point guard. I think he's going to help the defense and just the offense as a whole. You should uh, spread yeah. the floor too. Yeah, so I I like them to finish one. I know Giannis still has the issues with the you know he's not able to uh, make the three point shots. He's not able to make the the free throws. So, but I just the Bucks like they're good enough to probably get the number one seed. Uh, you know, I, I think if Heat continue to play good team basketball, they're probably right behind them. Uh, and then, you know, I, I think the Heat or the Nets could probably come in there because I really, I mean, you saw from the Nets last night, their offense looks beautiful and like their stars didn't even play the fourth quarter. The Nets mm-hmm. offense is, is fun. And Kevin Durant's just, he, he's come back. He's continuing to be like just greatness. Uh, and Kyrie Irving played really well. So that was, I mean, I could see the Nets so the Heat pushing for that two, two and three spot. Um, after that, you know, you have teams like the Sixers, the Raptors, um, shoot, you could even, you know, Pacers with, and yeah, I mean the Bulls, you know, <laughs> no, I, I love the Bulls. I'm pushing for the Bulls. I want them to get, you know, like a seven, eight seed. I want them I to think, get one seed, but you know, I think the best the Bulls could do if they have the perfect season, like high ceiling six seed, that's the best. Uh, I, I, yeah. I would, I would predict more likely maybe a seven or eight if they do make the playoffs, but. And, and that's, and that's, that's when you get Kobe white taking that next step. Uh, yep. Zach Levine plays like an all-star Patrick, uh, Patrick Williams, Williams is a great defensive rookie and a great role player. He, if you watch him preseason defense, go ahead. Have you watched him preseason that much? Um, Cause Patrick Williams at times he looks, he looks, his, his size is impressive. Like his yes, build, I, he is, he has got a good weight for his size. He's pretty, filled out he's not like one of these really thin guys that we need to put on muscle like he's got the the muscle and the body for it and sometimes he like he moves really well he he runs up and down the court well his lateral quickness on defense is good um yeah he's he's young like sometimes you'll see a play and you're like wow that's a really that's a rookie moment right there where you know he just makes a bad pass or he takes a Mm -hmm. bad shot um but other times he shows flashes of like he might be special i don't know I, I love his youth. I love that we have Billy Donovan there to, you know, help develop him. I think Donovan's a great coach for young players. Uh, and I just I, – I love his size, like you said. I think he's got great defensive potential. Uh, his offensive potential 
could be somewhat limited just because of what, you know, what we've seen from him at Florida state. He's obviously still young, but you know, he's got to develop some moves. I don't think he's going to ever really have his own shot that he can create. Uh, but I, I like his defensive potential a lot and I love how he moves on the floor. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what comes out of him, but I like the defense, which, you know, has been something the bull as the bulls fans want to emphasize. Cause like we got rid of Chris Dunn, who's been a great defensive guy and you know, defense hasn't always been great in the past. All right. Uh, any other like predictions you guys want to make in the, in the West or the East of teams that might move up teams that might move down. I think the Suns are going to have a good year. Um, I'll say that. I think CP three was really good for the thunder. Got him to that really cool playoff game seven against the Rockets. Um, I, yeah. and I, I think that he's going to – obviously, he's going to help Aiton out. He's going to help Booker out. But I think that just his veteran presence, is, along with uh, Jay Crowder, is going to be a Suns now as well. Um, I think I think the Suns team is going to do – because Chris Paul, just, he makes his team feisty. And I, I think they'll win more games than you expect. So I, I'm predicting them to make the playoffs this year for sure. Um, I'm kind of thinking like a five seed. I don't know. That might be really optimistic. But, yeah, that, that's my team. That's my, like, underdog that I think is going to do really well. If the Suns can keep their whole roster, like, like play like say sixty games, sixty-five games like together this year, then I think that's a very likely outcome. I think that's the biggest thing is are, is their team going to be playing together? Like because Chris Paul's got the injury history, DeAndre Ayton's been suspended in the past, and Booker. I mean, he plays so much that you know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but you know, Chris Paul and Ayton obviously haven't been able to play a lot recently. So I think that's the thing you're going to want to watch out for is if that, that core can stay on the court together. So do you guys think they're going to be a good team? I think they're mm-hmm. going to be a good team. Chris okay. Paul makes his teams win. It yes. doesn't really matter how. And when it comes to the geek in the playoffs, like you either win or you don't. And so, I, so I think makes his teams win. after last year, I, I think I have Chris Paul as like still a top five point guard in the league. Um, yeah. And that might be high for me, but I mean, I got like Dame, Steph, Russ. I'm probably uh, who am I missing? I'm missing Kyrie. Kyrie, I, I, I love can't Kyrie. We're doing this. Do not make me. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like Chris Paul's up there, like for me. Sorry, I didn't mean to get into anything. Uh, um, okay, so let's move on before Josh gets a little heated to a uh, MVP. Oh, I was top five point guard. Okay, uh, let's move on to MVP front runner for 2021. Um, so what? I believe ESPN or CBS, they, what they predicted is the candidates to win the award are Luca and Anthony Davis are the top two, which kind of shocked me because you have no Giannis, no LeBron, or no Harden. Harden, I don't think will win it this year because, uh, I mean, he's been close. I think the, he's won it. Let's not get that wrong. He's won it before. Uh, Giannis is the two-time reigning MVP award winner. Um, kind of surprised he's left off. Like, what, what do they expect to change with him? And then if you are going to take Luca and AD – I'm kind of shocked if they think AD over LeBron. But, yeah, what do you think about who, – who do you guys think are, might win MVP? Who's going to make a push? I think a big sleeper is Dame, man. I, I always big, think Dame's a big sleeper. <laughs> big sleeper, man. He's got a shot, I think, this year. If, we got, if we're talking Luka and AD as being the top two guys, Dame's got a shot to do it this year. I also so, think the Trailblazers will win more because of uh, Yusef Nurkic is healthy, and I think he's going to have a big leap this year. Um, so with Dame, McCollum, you know, you got – Carmelo off the bench, Yusuf. Covington. Covington is a good addition. I think you're going to have Dame's numbers pretty close to last year, plus the wins. That's an MVP formula. Yeah. My my thing with the Blazers, right, is Dame's obviously shown he can put that team on his back, and – 
the problem with that is that doesn't always lead to wins, you know, it, and that's just because like his team, like, you know, as we saw in like the bubble, like just, just didn't like the rest of the team was not like at his level. Um, so, you know, if the team rises to his level and they all can play as great as Dame was last year, I think, yeah, like Dame can be an MVP candidate. Cause obviously for some reason, like people also like to see wins <laughs> with their MVP candidates. So if it's not a playoff team, which I think the Blazers are a playoff team, that's going to be a big thing. And the other thing is, is he going to get, start getting like the LeBron treatment where the rest of the team might be pretty decent and like, Oh, he, he's got McCollum. He's got Nurkic, you know, now they have Covington there playing great defense. Like, is he actually like play as, is he going to be an MVP or is the offense going to run through him and he's going to be able to get the stats that he needs. And you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's, I, I think Dame though, it could be a really good, uh, a really good sleeper pick. I think if it's going to happen for him, it'd be this year. I think this is the year if it's going to happen. I agree. I, I think it's it's. I mean, it feels like his best team that he's had in Portland in a while, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I think this is the best Portland team he's had in a while. Um, how how about like maybe not so much a sleeper, and especially with how they played the other night, uh, Steph Curry. I mean, if if they win, it, it's going to be him, right? Like, you know, yeah, that's a good point. But he I don't could think average thirty points a game this year. Like, I mean, he could he could average a double double like you know as you know as a point guard he's going to be the main ball handler. Um, I just you know he obviously they didn't look great against the Nets at all. The Nets and, are a good team though. Like it's it's we'll, we'll see how they play if, if they play we'll see how they play next game. Um, I know I'm just saying like as a guy who he's done it before he's yeah um, won that MVP. I just it no you one's know, talking about him. He You're didn't right. look like it the other night, but you know if if the Warriors can play better. He's, I think, another guy to watch out for that may not be, like, the favorite in the Western Conference. So, yeah. But uh, it sounds like Luka and AD are the front runners. I think Luka could definitely make a good push. I mean – What about he's Giannis? A, he's a do-everything guard. I think Giannis, it's kind of crap that he's not getting considered with those three because he's one of the last two years. If you look at the situation in Milwaukee, his role and his stats shouldn't change drastically. So, like, why are you expecting him to do worse? Or is it kind of the LeBron treatment where – yeah, where he gets the award and all of a sudden they're like, well, he's already done it. So he is the most valuable. So we're going to look for someone else that is differently valued, you know. Because, um, yeah. like, LeBron could be in it every year, and a lot of times he's just not discussed as the MVP. So I think Luka could make a push. I mean, he's still young, so I think he could get an MVP later in his career. Like, without a doubt, he's still, I think, not even reaching his his uh, his floor in the NBA, which is nuts. Um, yeah. I think AD is about entering his prime, so he could have a big year and help carry the Lakers a little bit. But I think Giannis, I think Harden's just going to be out based on all the drama with him, as well as when he does get traded, he's going to need to find a fit with that team. And then if he stays on the Rockets for two to three weeks, there is no fit really there. So I don't know how well he'll play. Um, but yeah, that's enough MVP talk for me. Well, do we want to put names down? Do, do we want to say who we think is going to do it? And so it's talk, just talking about like a brown it. Do you want to put our sure. put names on the board? Uh, let's, let's put a future on it right now. All right. All right. Who, who do you guys think? <sighs> I'm between two names. Okay, well, I, I, I don't want to go first. I think it's going to be either Luca. No, one name. It has to be one. You go first then. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to say Dan. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. I think it's Damian Lillard's here. I, yeah, well, Josh opened the floodgates. I'm going with Charles Barkley. I'm putting $100,000 on Dame to win the MVP. Oh, I, I thought you were going with Charles Barkley to win yeah, the MVP. That's what I thought, too. I'm like, Bold okay, pick. Trevor. That's <laughs> no, what no, did you see that clip? He, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm putting $100,000. Remember when Charles made, like, seven 
days in a row NBA picks, and he's like, "This is my lock of the day. The Celtics are going to win." And then they would like <laughs> lose by twenty. He's like he's like sponsored by FanDuel now or something. That's so. hysterical. So um, he, 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 he's kind of stalling. Make your pick. Okay, no, Trevor's going with Dame as well. I'm not going to go with Dame. I'll say that. Um, okay. I, I I would love him to win it. Uh, I'm going with Luca, and the reason I am is because I think Giannis will probably deserve it again. But I think they're going to give it to someone else, and I think if Luca can get the Mavericks to some wins. Um, I think Richardson should be a good addition to the Mavs, so maybe they will win more. But I'm, I'm going to go Luca, just taking a, a, a chance there. Um, all right, you guys ready for Rookie of the Year then? Yeah, we can do Rookie of the Year next. All right, so oh, this one's gonna be tough. what CBS had is some of the top options for Rookie of the Year is LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, Obi Toppin, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I actually wrote Toppin twice. <laughs> Let's put a uh, – what's his name? Is it Kelvin Hayes? No. Yeah, Kelvin Hayes. Killian Hayes? Killian, Killian Hayes. Hayes. Edwards? Killian right. Hayes. I love Killian Hayes, and I've completely blinked on his name. Um, yeah, Killian Hayes out of playing for Detroit. I think he's in the list because of uh, his usage rate. I think he's expected to play a lot. You could put Edwards in there too, the number one pick overall. Um, he doesn't even like basketball, so probably not him. Yeah. So who? what do you guys think, Rookie of the Year, or just some, some candidates that you think might get close? Um yeah, I, I just I, I just want to say something real quick before we get into this, just because it might affect our choices. But I'm looking uh, on a sportsbook app, and they have Bull Bull as an option for Rookie of the Year, which I didn't know that was a possibility. How is that possible? He's played. Yeah, he played last year. <laughs> I mean, I'm confused. Maybe I. But remember Ben Simmons, right? Yes. Ben Simmons it's, didn't it's play that game. entire year though. But Bull Bull only yeah. played during the bubble. That counts as games. Does it? Yeah. I. It's a, a sports book, Josh. They don't mess around with this thing. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up, before, and you guys can. All right. Well, even if Bull Bull is a rookie, I don't think he, he yes, gets as much. He's eligible. I don't. Wow. Why? I don't think he's gonna get as much usage as as some of these other rookies. <laughs> I think. Uh, Just I think a name Lam- to think about. Oh my God, he is a rookie. What the hell? No, that's, that's bull. No, that's, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> These these are the facts. I just want to make sure we all have okay, the same that's, information. You can pick Bobo if you want. I'm still right. going to pick Bobo. So so the guys that I have is Lamelo, Wiseman, Toppin, Halliburton, Hayes. I think Cole Anthony might get some usage as well. Um, I got think Bobo too. Those those are the guys I think that will get a lot of playing time. So which which are you guys taking it as a rookie of the year? So, I went first last time, so I'm gonna go last. Yeah, I went last. I'll go first. Um. I'll go middle. I'm between Lamelo and Hayes. We'll pick. I know. Uh, I'm gonna go Hayes. If he gets more time, I think they're either gonna trade Rose or Rose might become the bench guy, and then Hayes is starting. I, I think Hayes could really have a good performance in Detroit, so I'm excited to see what he does. I'm, I'm gonna take him as my rookie of the year. Yeah, I. I like – I mean, I, I still really like Wiseman. I like what I saw from him last night. I mean, the, my thing with Wiseman, though, is are they going to – is he going to be able to get enough stats? And are the – like, he, he kind of plays a little like a classic big man, too, which doesn't necessarily work in the NBA. And his free throw shooting is not great. Uh, at least it didn't look great last night. Um, so that kind of – I don't know. I'm, I'm between Wiseman and uh, – I don't know. Maybe I just go Wiseman. Like I, I, I still like how he played, and I think the Warriors can play better than they played the other night. So I'm going to go Wiseman. Okay. Well, I am on record saying I don't think this draft class is very good. 
Uh, I don't think there's much impact here. Uh, so I'm going to go with the guy I've been watching all preseason. I don't think he's going to get a lot of minutes, but if someone gets hurt, he's going to get a lot of minutes. God's shaking his head right now because he knows what I'm about to say. Um, I think if he gets the minutes, he's like super impressive preseason, like super impressive. If he impressive. gets the minutes, but I don't think he is. That's why but I, I just pick don't him. think anyone else has impact, man. I just don't. He's not even in their rotation right now. I don't think he's in the 10-man rotation. He could be. We don't know that yet. They haven't played Trevor's yet. so confused. You can say who you think. Malachi Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> Does he play for the Raptors? Yes. He does play for the Raptors. He, and he he, looked, I, I sent Josh. Really, really good. I got I home think, at, at like five one day, and I think I sent Josh a, a, a preseason tape I saw yeah. on YouTube, and I'm like, shit, this guy looks awesome. Like the Raptors are so good at finding guys, and I think he could be a guard of the future um, and could fit in really nicely with either Van Vliet or Lowry. But, I mean, the guy can shoot. He can pass. He He's athletic. Like how tall is he? Is he 6'3"? He's 6'2", I think. I think he's short too, but – I mean, that's not even that short. Um, I think something's going to happen with the Terrence Davis case, and Malachi Flynn's going to eat his minutes. So I think he's going to get those at least. And I think he's just going to keep being improving. And, like, it, no, I, I know it's preseason. If but there Scott, is a Trevor, Terrence, If there is a Terrence Davis, if he gets suspended by the league or something, yeah. I think Malachi Flynn, if he can get that two-guard off the bench role or point guard off the bench, that could be a huge spot for him. Would they use Norman Powell, though, or would they use Malachi Flynn? Powell's always the six-man. He's the six-man. What about uh, McGaugh? Is Powell going to retire a Raptor? Powell? No, he's going to get traded. I, I feel like he's he's always been, like, under, he's like, internal like trade rumors. and like, Yeah, because he's, he's, he's got the most movable contract on the team. Yeah, he's going to be traded. Soon. Um. Okay. But, so No, Scott. Trevor. I just don't think he has the usage. I know I'm biased. I know. I know. I think he might have the but most he's upside. so good he looked dominant at times during the preseason i know it's preseason i know he's playing against like scrubs at that point but like guys he's plus really good his passing his court vision his three ball it looked really good and his defense was it was crazy i was so impressed and i'm never that impressed by a rookie and i was like damn this guy is something so i think he's gonna be a good nba player i just don't think it's gonna be this year with how the raptors will use him but i think he definitely will I just don't think I'm not I'm not blown away by anyone else in this draft. All right, so, so Josh is taking Malachi Flynn as a rookie of the year. Um, <laughs> Trevor, did you say you said Wiseman, right? I said Wiseman. You sound super that. confident. So I I kind of okay like I kind of want wanted to take Halliburton just because I like he's he's gonna he's gonna be starting yeah uh, because of healed and well, so it'll be Fox and Halliburton. I like that. I like that combo, but I, I like don't want to be a homer. Halliburton can shoot, so Fox can. And the, the Kings aren't very good. Yeah. That's all that's one of the big you know reasons. Too. I'm gonna go Halliburton. Just I'm not gonna go with the traditional like oh wow. you, I got pick number two. I'm gonna go Halliburton. I mean Homer. Uh, what's it called? Mitchell almost won it. I don't was he was he even in the lottery? No, I don't think so. I think it was like maybe seventeenth. No. I don't know. I don't know what pick he was. Um but he, he almost won it. Late. But he lost to this guy that was a number one overall pick that kinda was a rookie. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. So now second year, biggest breakout star. I, I like this category. Um, Most improved. Is that what this is? Just the, the whatever second year player we think. Oh, will, second year. Yeah. Like the sophomore award, season. Though. Yeah. What was that? It's not really an award though. Bull yeah. Bull is not eligible for this award. True. Um, so yeah. What, what second year players we think will take a big leap? Uh, I got John Morant, Zion, PJ Washington, Kobe White. If Brandon John Morant Clark. took a step forward, I don't even know what that looks like. That's that's a scary, scary player. I think if he can maybe add a little step. bit to his, his three-point game, that would be a big step for him if he can knock down some more shots. Um, if Zion can stay healthy, maybe get 25 points a game, 
would be crazy. Um, P.J. Washington, I saw he was on this list. Kobe White, I think a lot of people are talking about taking a big leap this year. Brandon Clark helping out John Morant there. Kevin Porter Jr., Kendrick Nunn, Michael Porter Jr., who is another one everyone thinks is going to break out. Tyler Hero, I think, I think he's going to start over. I think there's two really obvious choices here, and I'm not sure which one I want to go I, with, I have but. one obvious choice, but – Okay, you go, Trevor. You want, you I'm going to go first. with Michael Porter Jr. I, I love what oh, yeah. I saw in the bubble. I think if he can get better on the defensive end, which he's got the side, like the length to do it, then, yeah, that's – I'm yeah, going with Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Scoot? Yeah, I, I think Michael Porter is definitely one of the, the biggest breakout stars this year. I think he should have a really good year, um, especially if he is – is he star- – I don't I think he's starting. That'd be big. That'd be big for my prediction. I hope, I hope he starts. Um, so, I think he'll have the biggest year. Um, other than that, again, I think Zion and John Morant, like they have such a high floor that even if they don't take a big jump, they're still going to be really, really good players. And Zion, the biggest question is just staying healthy. Um, Hero, I think after the playoff bubble, should probably start over Duncan Robinson um, or start with Duncan Robinson, at least at the two. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Porter Jr. going to take a big jump. I think Kobe White might take a huge jump because now that he's starting and Billy Donovan's the coach um, – but, yeah, those are my two. I think Porter Jr. and Kobe White. I think the two obvious ones are uh, Porter Jr. and I think Harrow. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm worried about how Porter Jr. is treated in Denver. They, they didn't seem that much confidence in him last year for whatever reason. I'm not sure why in the playoffs he wasn't getting minutes or anything like that. You know, he, like, he was openly complaining about it and, like, falling out whenever he was on the court. So I don't know what the deal is there. It seemed very odd to me, and I'm kind of concerned about it. But Harrow, like in the finals, man, in the playoff run, they gave that rookie so many minutes, and he was—he he had some growing pains at some times. But like, they have that kind of confidence in him, and you, the playing time's only going to go up. And I think that's like the most obvious pick of like that guy's gonna—that guy's gonna take a step forward if he's given the playing time, which he's going to be. So, but he's only twenty. Like Tyler Hero is very, very—I mean, Zion's twenty years old too. Yeah, guys are all super young. But yeah, it's—it's it's nuts. Um, sorry. Uh, okay, let's go That'd to defense. Improved. Yeah, we can do most improved now. Let's jump around. Um, so CBS had most improved potentially Lonnie Walker the fourth, Michael Porter Jr., wow. Derek White, Darius Baisley, Markel Fultz, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Marvin Bagley the third, and OG Ananobi. So, what names stand out to you guys as some of those might be most improved? Anyone off the list? My prediction is not on the list, but we can say Can I guess your prediction, Josh? Yeah, you can. Christian Wood. No. Oh. I think Christian Wood could definitely get most improved. Um, Damn. Okay, what Raptors player <laughs> does Josh think is going to get most improved? You were so improved? confident. I just I could see you like, just dropping a hot Christian Are you thinking Wood Van take on us right now. No. It's not a Raptor. Surprise. Whoa. Is it a bull? I said it was on the list. The only Raptor that would be on the list would be OG. Zach Levine. No, that'd be crazy. I don't know what that even looks like. What position is your, your, your guy you're thinking of? Why don't we just say the guy? Like, what are we doing here? I, I, don't, I don't know. This, okay, I'm fine. having fun with this. I was having yeah, fun with it too, it. but you can okay. just say it. <laughs> it's uh, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Look, if it's going to happen, it's this year. A full year with Steph and Kerr. No I think. Yeah, he's if got, it's going to happen, it's this year. This he's is probably the chance. number two option on he's offense. Got, yeah. He's, He's got yeah, that extra motivation. I don't know if you guys saw it. every basket good. he makes. He's donating $22 to like uh, some of the jersey charity. number. Yes. I, I figured that so, out. Yeah. He, he not off to a hot start on that, but I'm sure you know, <laughs> he does care about the kids. He's going to try to make more shots. April Jordan, man. 
I, again, if it's going to happen, it's this year. It's, it's the way I see it. I, I don't think that's the, a bad... He's got the perfect situation for himself, so... I mean, he's, even though he gets a lot of crap, he's still not, like... He gets crap because people expect him to do more than he does, but he still doesn't do... He, he's still a good player, you know? Like, he gets, a, I think, around, like, high teens to low 20 points a game. He's going to get you, like, five assists, five rebounds. Like, uh, is he? I don't know. I, I I'm not. So. That, I'm not as high on him as you guys, I guess. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, just, I, think, I think it could be this year. I like how I just said I'm high, but I meant to say I'm high on him. Um, Hope Scott's high. I don't do Joe's Uh So, yeah, I think most improved – we already mentioned Porter Jr. I think he's up there. I think Baisley with Oklahoma City might get a big improvement just because of – he should get a lot of minutes, and I think he had a really good bubble performance last year. Um, Christian Wood, Trevor mentioned, he's not on this list, but I think he could. DeAndre Ayton could improve a lot because you got CP3 there. Uh, I don't know about Bagley. Uh, with with the Kings, and then I I don't know how, I hope Fultz improves, but I don't know how he'll do. But yeah, what do you guys think? The Cavaliers th- just picked up for your option on Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Kevin Porter Jr., and Dylan Winder. A lot. <laughs> I don't know why they did it now, but they just did it. Good, you know, yeah, it's, it's weird timing. Okay, yeah, continue. Um, if I have to pick a most improved, I'm gonna go with probably Baisley. I don't know why. I, th- I think he'll just get a lot of a lot of touches in in Oklahoma City. I like Christian Wood though, but I'm going to go Basley. So, I really, I really like. You know, I'm going to be. It's not. This isn't my pick, but I'm going to be a homer again. I really like what I saw out of Taylor Horton Tucker out of the preseason. I love his ability to score and his length, but I don't think he's going to get playing time as we saw last yeah. night. They need scoring. He got like ten minutes. Um, I don't know. I mean. I really like SGA, uh, Shigelis Alexander, like uh, him with the new coach who's been in like that OKC, OKC uh, system. I just, I, I like, he's got more room to work. Like it's his team now. I think if he, if he can prove that it's his team and like really work with it, like. I, think I don't think it's his team. Potential. Whose team is it? Whose team is it? <laughs> Al Horford? Nope. <laughs> Dort. Lou, Dort. Lou, yep. Dort. It's Dort. Dort. Oh my God. <laughs> Lou Dort's team, baby. <laughs> I mean, I, I love Lou Dort as much as the next guy, but... He could know. actually be most improved player. He could. Like, actually. He could. But I just, you know... Well, well mm-hmm. I, I just like... I like SGA's chances a little more. <laughs> I would, I've been seeing a lot of hype for uh, Chris... Uh, how, do you, how do you say his last name, Josh? The B... Boucher? Boucher. Boucher. It's French. It's Canadian. Yes. Boucher. All right. And uh, so wait, who who did Trevor go with? SGA. SGA. Okay, Josh. What? Andrew Wiggins. Oh, you you are going with Wiggins. Okay. Um, defensive player of the year. Uh, they have listed Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert. Anyone else do you think might win defensive player of the year? Uh, I think Durant could. I yeah, think Durant I think that some noise for it. yeah I feel like if like Dame's going to MVP he gets some noise in that as well. I don't like think Dame will be considered defensive player of the year. Eh, maybe not. Uh, I'll go find a better name. Hold on. How about like Drew Holiday? Maybe if he can help lock down in uh in Milwaukee. You know who oh, does Jimmy. better? How about Jimbo? Jimmy for sure. Yeah. You know who does better defensively than I thought in uh in Milwaukee is Brooke Lopez. I see he gets like I think he gets like two blocks a game. Like I don't know he does really well. Yeah. Um, I was just shocked to see that. But, yeah, we can go uh, 
I'll go Jimbo. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go – I'll go Anthony Davis. I just think he does a lot. I, I think he, he could win it, especially if you're making the MVP push. I think I'll pick Kawhi. Yeah. Kawhi yeah. should definitely be in this. I don't know why we didn't say him. Gosh, I mean – I I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Heat. I'm not gonna go with uh, Josh's pick though. I'm gonna go with Bam. Yeah, good pick. I, I love I love what he did in the bubble. I I I think defensively he's a menace. I think he's a he's a block machine, and he just like he's he's gonna get under guys' skins. Like I, he just seems like that kind of player. He's I'm excited for, to see him play. Not in the same way that smart, you know, a guy like Marcus Smart would get under. He's just going to be, like, better than you. Like, I think Marcus Smart could definitely be labeled as a potential defensive player of the year. Yeah. Uh, what he, he does defensively at his size, like, even getting blocks on centers is unreal. Um, yeah. All right. And then, so I think we all listed our defensive player of the year. Uh, what do you guys think? This is the last one I have, actually, for the NBA, but sixth man of the year. Um, mm. They have Danilo Gallinari, Montrez Harrell, Carmelo Anthony, Jordan Clarkson, Shake Milton, and... I think Norman Powell. There's nothing I want more than you reading those names for Kyrie Anthony to win it. There is nothing I want more. It's not going to happen. There's no way. But like, it would be incredible if after the drama of him not wanting to start to win six, to win six minutes. Would he year. accept it? Would he, would he even like accept yeah. it? He'd probably be like insulted. Like, no, I think old Carmelo yeah. would be insulted. But I think this this current Carmelo we are dealing with is is happy with his role and understands his position with his team. I yeah. think Lou Williams is always a safe pick. Uh, Norm that's took true. a big step forward last year, actually, but I don't know if that's going to – he always finds a way to get injured for a large period of time and, like, freak injuries, so I don't think it's going to hit either. I think uh, Montrezl Harrell is going to win it. That's a, that's a good pick, too. Uh, Just because I think with the Lakers, I think he'll get – No, Carmelo Anthony, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be awesome. I I mean – I think Gallinari is just in a really stacked front, co- uh, front court with, with Atlanta. Like, they have so many – bigs and they they acquired a lot of people this year from uh nba from signs signing and free agency so i, I just i don't i, I think gallinari is a, a beast but I, I just don't know if he'll get a lot of, of touches i mean so do i feel like harold could be a guy to watch but no, i just do don't it. like his potential as much uh and shooter's starting i think so that's that takes him out gosh i don't know with this one I don't know. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, um, Shake Milton for the 76ers just because his name's like Shake name. Milton. <laughs> so it's a good basketball. Picking Paul Watson Jr. on the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have for the NBA. Do you guys have anything else you want to do? Uh, any predictions, thoughts on this season? Uh, There's no All Star game this year, which kind of sucks. Where would do, it? Where would it could, be? Uh, for hours, gonna be. Let me see. Oh, yeah, this is being in Indianapolis. This is being in Indianapolis. We could guess all NBA first team. If you want to do that? I'm up for anything. Trevor, would you like to? Would you like to guess NBA all first let's team? Put, let's put a list together. So point guard, shoot. Well, what position do we want to start with? We can go point. We can go one to five. This is gonna be so tough. Okay. Okay, I would like to submit Damian Lillard as a number one as all NBA. That's my pick as well. Okay. Moving on. We got two or three. <laughs> I mean, I just, Scott, did you have another pick? I mean, yeah, I, I think Dame should win it. I can just see, though, like, if Steph has a good year or if uh, if Luka is considered a one, you know? 
I, I'm so, going to stick with Dame, though. Dame's my pick at, at All-NBA point guard. Okay. That was quick. All right, let's do two. ESPN has Luca listed as a point guard. I don't know if that changes then, your then I, picks. Then I put Luca at one. I still put Damian Lillard. I'd Fair put Luca at like a two Lillard. or three. I'd put Lillard still, I think. Do you want me to do Dame slash Luca? No. <laughs> okay. We'll put Dame. Number two, then. <laughs> I'm, I'm, guessing, guessing, reference. I'm guessing the favorite for number two is is probably Harden. No, no, I, I not for no, me. He's not I, no, I don't think he he will win it just because of. But I'm guessing he's the favorite at number two. Um, for what it's worth, Basel reference has Luca as a point guard and shooting guard. Yeah, but okay. He also has a lot of nicknames. I'm going to run through them right now. The Matador, El Matador, Cool Hand, The Don, cool Wonder hand. Boy, El Nino Maravilla, Swaggy L, Luca Legend, Too Easy. I like Luca Legend. Um, <laughs> that's that's. I lot. like the Metador and El Metador. <laughs> <laughs> that's um. Yeah. Do we think? Do we think Giannis is Giannis a, a three no. or a four? I put Giannis as a four. Do we think Giannis wins the four? Or we're doing two. I, doing I'm two, just trying Scott. to fill it out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a two then, other than Harden? That's going to win. I like to submit Luca Doncic for two. Spencer Dinwiddie. No. <laughs> no. Um, God. I mean, Doncic would be the obvious, too, but I feel like he's just he's going to be like the ball he's, hand. You know what? He's going to be listed as a one. Let's, let, let's put let's – put, I think Doncic, because I, I think who else would you put? Like, if you're looking for, like, a true shooting guard, you know, you could put, like, a guy like Bradley Beal there, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think Beal is – yeah. I just, I just think – yeah, I th- I think they're gonna put Luca list Luca as a guard. Uh, I'm good with Luca too. If if Luca's considered a two, I think he takes it. And I'm yeah. cool with Luca too. Okay, yep. three. We got LeBron, KD, Kawhi. You could say Giannis, but I think we're gonna put him as a four. It's just gonna be it's gonna be LeBron. Yeah, it's it's LeBron. I think I think I think it's LeBron or KD. Person who could yeah is Kevin Durant. I think the only person who could push him for that is Kevin Durant, and I think the Nets are going to play very safe with their starters. I don't think they're going to get a lot of, like as many minutes as maybe LeBron might I like in certain games. Pascal Siakam. I he's like good. To, I would like to shut down Pascal Siakam. Yeah, there, there. All right, let's do LeBron. LeBron, yeah. Okay, four. Giannis. Yeah, Giannis or Anthony Davis, right? I'm putting I guess... Giannis is a five, or Davis is a five. Okay, so well, I'm I'm gonna go with Giannis. Like I just I don't know Zion Williamson. This team's looking real good. <laughs> Giannis, Giannis, Giannis is... yeah. I'm doing Giannis, and then for my five, I, I have uh, Anthony Davis as as the All Pro center. It's okay with me. How about Towns? I think no. Towns could have a good year, but I, I think I like Davis more. I think he's gonna get more wins as well. Jokic, Jokic potentially, but I think again Davis is better defensively. The fact that yeah, Davis could be really a, good. a defensive player of the year candidate as well as MVP candidate, and he can like being a defensive player of the year and also being able to get thirty points a night. I feel like you gotta go with that guy at the five. Yeah, I think I think we got our five. I think we got okay. So we got Dame, Dame Luca, LeBron, Giannis, and Anthony Davis. All Western Conference. And White. Kobe White. That's not true. Luca Dame. LeBron, Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. Oh, Giannis. I forgot about Giannis. Giannis is East, yep. All right. That's our all-NBA big slumping team. Anything else, fellas? Lou Dort is the future of the NBA. I really like Lou Dort. I want, I want him to be like a <laughs> – he's, he's the new 3 and D guy on All right. the OKC. 
Well, if that's all we have, thank you two for both being here today. And thanks listeners for, for listening, I guess. Um, please go follow us at Big Slumpin' Podcast on Twitter. And if you have any suggestions, ideas, want us to mention anything, please send us a tweet. Um, any final words, guys? Go Raptors. Go Hawkeyes. Go Bulls. Basketball is back. Patrick Williams, 2021 Rookie of the Year. All right. Didn't want to jinx it by picking him. Go Malachi Flynn. Smart move. Josh completely jinxed Malachi Flynn's career. Malachi Flynn, if you hear this, you're welcome. And come on the pod, please. Come on the um, pod. Let's come talk. Come on the pod. Josh, you should tweet it at him later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, listeners.